right, all right. Welcome to episode 12 of Rolling with the Barons. I am your host, head coach of the Brooklyn Barons, Roland Woods. Uh, the Brooklyn Barons are part of the Relocation Football League. All right, you can find out more about us at www.relocationfootballleague.com. All right, that will link you to all of our social media, all of our uh, games uh, on YouTube. It will send you the link for that. Uh, it will also give you the link to our merchandise shop on uh, Redbubble. Uh, so go and get your Barons gear, your RFL gear, but definitely get your Barons gear. All right, uh, excuse me one second. <coughs> man, okay, don't know where that came from. It seems like every time I want to start the pod, man, something just starts happening. I be talking all day, but as soon as I want to start the pod, it's like I never talked before in my life, but it is what it is. All right, so uh, this week we will be discussing uh, our previous game last week. Uh, we lost to uh, the Mexico City Diablos. Uh, the final score of that game was... Uh, 38 to 17. Uh not the not the look we wanted. Uh not the look we wanted. Uh we're gonna talk about that a little bit. Uh then after that we're gonna uh preview our game for this week. Uh that'll be Monday night at six. Uh we're gonna preview that game against the Tigers again. Our final time. Well, hopefully our final time. The Tigers the way the Tigers play, we might see him in the playoffs, so you never know. Uh but our, this should be our final contest against the Tigers uh, three times, three times, three times. All right. So first, let's go back to our defeat. Uh, first, I want to say uh, congratulations to Coach Forbes. Uh, Coach Forbes is the guy that I already thought was going to be uh, a, a, a decent coach, a great coach. Uh, with the with the team that he had, I already felt like uh, he would be at kind of a – Advantage and disadvantage. Uh, advantage as far as overall, disadvantage as far as age, and it'll just be a matter of how he uh, worked through that. And I've seen some things that he's done in previous games that made me uh, really respect what he has brought uh, to the RFL so far and what he will bring to the RFL in the future, not only as a coach, but also as uh, someone who, I guess you could say, our RFL backer, someone who's helped many people in this league. All right. With that being said, I take full responsibility for this loss. I'm a, I'm gonna say that now. I take full responsibility for this loss. All right. I don't want that to take away from the game plan that uh, Coach Forbes had because I felt like his game plan was great, especially for the situation that we were in. But his his game plan was great, and I still think it would have been a competitive game. But just watching the game plan uh, unfold. Uh, especially offensive, his offensive game plan against our defense, watching that unfold over the game, I knew. I, I just knew, all right? So, basically, let me back it up. Let me back it up, all right? I'm going to start uh, with my blunder. My blunder was not setting the depth chart, all right? We all know that we made the switch to uh, PlayStation 5, and with that switch, uh, you just upload uh, the franchise file somehow from the from the four to five you can switch you can bring your four franchise to the five so somehow we did that things was cool depth chart was set but madden is going to madden all right madden is going to madden all right so madden made cuts on my team made signings blase blase so on so on we got those players back all right no big deal we got those players back 
here we go. Uh, Discord. Check out that uh, Dreadnought news, alright? Check out that Dreadnought news. Well, by the time this posts, it'll already be past news. But, either way it goes, this is what it is. Uh, what was I saying? Okay, Madden made his signing. Alright, so, with that, Madden is going to Madden, and they're going to auto-reorder the depth chart. Alright? With that being said, uh, we got we got our players back anyway. I think it was Darrell uh, Schofield and... Uh, uh, Pat, the Paddy Wagon, Patrick Watson. All right, we got them both back, all right, which was the most important thing at the time. All right, we got them both back. All right, what I didn't do, because rolling is going to rolling. Like, if anybody, rolling is going to rolling. That's that's just the way Madden is going to Madden. Rolling is going to rolling, and me being a dummy, I did not redo my depth chart. I only sent the changes that I was trying to make specifically for this game. But I needed to resend the entire depth chart, like everything, because Madden made his signings and it went back to the auto reorder. And I knew it from the first defensive play. When Ethan King was not my sub linebacker, the first thing that came to my mind was we are about to lose because we're going to get eight up in the middle all game. All right? I just, I knew it. I knew it. Regardless of with us having the game plan that we had, even playing the middle underneath, I just do not having the right people in the right position, knowing that they were going to have, they had Juan Crosby and uh, Trent Christian down in the box. And so Juan Crosby was in uh, Ethan King's position. And I just knew the area of field that he was going to be able to cover was not fit for his athletic ability. And that's why we put Ethan King there. And as you saw later in the game, uh, on that big screen play that looked like it was going to break away and how Mix highlighted how Ethan King ran across that field and made save that touchdown, that is our center fielder. That is the guy that we have patrolling the middle of the field. And as I just watched Griffin Pritchett just eat us up, first down, first down, first down, nine catches, just first down. First, it, was not, it, it was nine catches. I think he had like 66 yards. But it, all 66 of them yards were important. And every time I was thinking, King should be there. King should be there. King should be there. And it's just eating me up. Now, that that aside, like, we still have to do our part on defense to make those plays, to make those stops. But it was it was disheartening. And then watching Trenton Christian, who should have been Juan Crosby in that situation, Juan Crosby should have been the guy uh, manning up uh, Pritchard down in the, in the red zone because man is not – uh, TC's game at all. That's why we play him in the deep. He, even as a superstar, his ability is deep zone KO. Like, that's his game. Patrolling back. So, that's why we drop King to the box and we still keep TC up top. Alright, but seeing TC get abused and, and, and man covers down in the goal line giving up those points, it was just it was rough. It was rough. And all I can say to myself is this is on me because I didn't put my guys in the best position to win. I'm watching I'm watching my my pass rush. We didn't get any sacks this whole game. Now, don't get me wrong. The Diablos have an incredible offensive line, but still we are the Barons. We're gonna get sacks. We didn't get a sack that single game. And I'm watching my pass rush. I'm watching Wayman Yates, all of almost 300 pounds in the two-point stance, thinking that should be Yap. I'm watching Yap getting abused up the middle, thinking that should be Yates. Like, people just not in their right position, and it threw off the whole everything. Like, don't don't get me wrong. There was still times that we could make plays because there was one, one, one big, big eyesore that we're going to talk about next. 
like that we're not blaming on people being out of position because you were where you were supposed to be. All right, but that's neither here nor there. All right, the biggest thing that we're about right now is just seeing how guys being out of position, not playing accustomed to the way that they should be playing really threw us off. It really hurt us in the run game. And it really hurt us uh, in our passing game as far as getting pressure and stopping those quick, short routes. Because we knew what we had to stop, what we had to do, and we had the game plan for it. We just didn't have our people in a position to make the plays. All right? Now, that aside, all of that aside, you feel me? Still an outstanding game plan. All right? Still an outstanding game plan. It still would have been work. It wasn't going to be an easy game. No matter how it went, win or lose, it wasn't going to be easy. But to not go out there and be at our best, it's going to really bother me. And it's, it's just going to make me an even better coach because it's going to make me make sure I go to the links and continue. Like, I know I can be annoying, but I'm just going to have to be annoying because in order for my team to be successful, in order for any team to be successful, coaches are going to do those little annoying nuances that they have to do because they know their team, and I just have to do a better job of making sure I do those things because it's going to set us back if I don't, and it was displayed. All right? Now, that aside, that aside, Harmon Richardson, Harmon Richardson's play was horrendous horrendous shout out atrocious shout out shout out to mitchy boy shout out to mitchy i know you love harms you ugly he is uglier than you he is atrocious he is the worst that was the worst performance i've ever seen from this guy and when you when we look back on our previous podcast he was one of the people that i was wondering how he was going to hold up I thought he was going to perform so much better. And he performed so much worse, all right? So much worse. Just to watch him continuously just get ate up. Just get ate up by whoever they put up. Blackson, how you get out jumped by a fight? You are 6'2". You probably have the highest jump out of all my starting corners. Like, uh, of the big uh, McNary, Sparks, uh, Dada, uh, and you at Harms. You got the highest jump. Why are you getting eight up by a 5'10 receiver on the outside in jump ball situations? Why? 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 Why, Harms? Why? I don't know, and we're not, we don't even have time. You can think about it on the bench. That's how I'm going to put it. You can think about that on the bench because Harms is on the bench. Harms has been benched. But I know... Uh, shout out to C. Beasel. I know you was telling me to, uh, to get some pictures ready for him uh, for the promotions. I don't know what's going on, but scratch. Hey, he might not even be. He might be a free agent the way he played. He might be a free agent really soon. All right. Luckily, we've been doing things behind the scenes, and I was prepared. I was prepared. I've been making moves. I've been working on it. So uh, this week versus the Tigers, you will see uh, Sean Dada in the spot. That Harms was originally playing, all right? That is making his transition into becoming uh, our starting corner. Uh, you will see a uh, you will see a lot of growth from Dada from now to the end of the season. He's somebody that we are highly, 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 highly invested in, and uh, we have big plans. We have really, really, really big plans for him. Him and Sparks, I think, will be one of the best cornerback duos in the league. Maybe underrated, but I think they will be one of the best cornerback duos in this league, all right? Uh, then we're going to slide McNary uh, 
into the slot. That's what we signed him for. Uh, we've held him out. Uh, we haven't really played him in these upcoming games. We've been going uh, harms that uh, I in the slot to try to get him some uh, XP, get him some reps, and see how he's going to uh, work out there. And then uh, uh, Sparks, where Sparks is going to be, the number one uh, number one guy. So, uh, of course, he's out there. Uh, but we're doing some shuffling. We're doing some shuffling around. We're bringing McNary in. All right, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the season now. It's time to be on our uh, capital A game. All right, uh, our capital A game. We really wanted to see what Harms could do and try to go with youth, but uh, we're going to keep uh, McNary out there. Uh, he's the older guy, but uh, he's the guy who's producing for us, so we're going to put him out there. And our secondary is going to take another step up to go along with uh, our front seven, and uh, you will see another change in uh, play. And uh, well, uh, something else we'll talk about in a couple uh, podcasts is uh, the changes we'll be making uh, on our offense and defensive playbooks. And uh, I think our roster is definitely going to affect uh, some of the changes as far as playbooks that we make on defense. If we do make changes, that's that's an if because I really, really like my defenses right now. Uh, despite what we displayed uh, last, last week, uh, I definitely know how to work that playbook because that playbook is basically the same playbook I was running uh, the first year I was coached. So I know the ins and, out, ins and out of that playbook pretty well, and I just knew that's how it was so easy for me to spot, hey, we're not in a position. People aren't where they're supposed to be, all right? We're, there's no reason why we're running 2 four, five, and Wayman Yates is one of the four and not one of the two, all right? But, hey, we're, hey that's neither here nor there, all right? That's neither here nor there, all right? So... Still talking about how Harms is on the bench, all right, and his per, uh, her, horrendous performance. Uh, we're going to switch over to uh, Sparks, who held Pico to, uh, what was it, 69 yards? It wasn't 100. It definitely nowhere near. And I think that's just another outstanding, uh, just another, uh, just it's just Sparks showcasing once again. That he is an outstanding corner, very underrated, and needs to be more appreciated in this league. All right, we lo we love Sparks. We know what he can do. All right, and as we move down uh, our schedule, we'll start seeing him against stronger and stronger receivers. All right, and seeing him against people really, really gave us a positive, uh, positive energy moving forward uh, for the rest of the season and for the rest of. Uh, the upcoming seasons for what uh, Sparks should really bring to this table. So, uh, outstanding job, Lemon Piku. Outstanding job. All right, outstanding job. Uh, other things on defense, man. Our, our, our run game, I don't... Even with people being out of position, man, we still should have played a little bit better in the run game. Like, I know a lot of those yards. It took a lot of carries for those yards to happen, but it was just grinding 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 when we get into these grinding 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 games i expect us to just i expect us to win more of these grinding grinding games like this uh at least win in as far win as far as to play as far as the three yards every play four yards every play we need more tackles for loss uh our tackles for loss last year were so much higher than where they are right now especially at this point of the season uh so those are things that we'll definitely be tinkering with uh Hopefully, starting this week, we can get a bigger jump, get get some momentum back uh, defensively, uh, and hopefully get get things rolling on offense. All right. So yeah, now now I want to talk about the offense on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, eh, eh. Like Brinker did do well as far as his uh, rushing touchdowns. 
Uh, he's looked really good on the read option. That's something that we want to uh, continue to grow, but we, we're trying harder to incorporate more passing into it. Now, for this game specifically, uh, we wanted to go more run, but at the same time, you can't do those kind of things uh, when you're not in that kind of a situation. I'm, I'm getting calls. You can't do those kind of things when you're not in that kind of a situation. So basically what it came down to is being now 17-0 to really threw off our plan for what we uh, were going to do. All right, so it came more to a put it on Bricker's arm and just with our style of play right now, uh, that's, not the, that's not where we wanted to be in the game, so it kind of held us back. Uh, as you see, that we, we were limited to only scoring on the ground. Uh, so... We'll see. We'll see how that moves on going forward. I'm sorry for the influx of text right now. Uh, hopefully those are done. All right. It looks like it will be. Uh, so yeah, going back to our offensive performance. Uh, not a big fan. Uh, we did get some. We did get some good passing plays going. Uh, we do have more plans for our passing game, which we will talk about uh, later on in the podcast when we go to our uh, Tigers. Uh, game plan but uh for right now for what uh we, for for the diablos for what we wanted to do uh our passing game was hit or miss uh, i'm definitely looking to get bane uh way more involved uh, especially with this playbook and it being kind of tight in center we kind of want to get we want to see how that goes uh we might have to we've been working on ways uh want to either just scrap everything and go back to what we were doing last year uh we do we do still have uh the raiders playbook as our side book we haven't used it yet a book that another book that i'm familiar with but uh just for the things that i'm looking how i'm looking to attack my opponents and just key things that i'm really really looking for that i've seen to be successful it's very very hard for me uh to pick uh a playbook and we've been working with the, the Ravens book for so long, and just the comparison of how it's playing now to how it was playing uh, when we first started with it isn't really, I guess we'll say it isn't really the same. Uh, we're going to give another shot this week, uh, and then we'll see going into, we're going to give another shot this week against the Tigers, and then we'll see how it moves uh, if we switch books all together versus the Explorers. I don't know. I still feel like there, we can beat any team with this book. It's just working the kinks out, man, working the kinks out. So far, I, I'm I'm not the biggest fan right now of how things have been looking. And I don't know whether it's Madden or the book. I don't know what to, what to do, but we're going we're gonna to work our way around it. All right. Uh, Kenny still and his opportunities look pretty decent. Uh, I wish we could have fed him the rock a lot more. Uh it's hard to when you want to base your offense around your running back, let him be the leader. But when you get behind by so much, it kind of takes uh, that strategy out of the game, especially when it wasn't on the passing uh, type. It wasn't really a passing look uh, as far as how we wanted to use him. So we'll see. We'll go back to the draw board on some things. Uh, that's also another big thing that I'm looking for when we make our changes as far as if we change our offensive playbook. I'm having a feeling that we'll, if we don't change both of them, we'll at least change one. Well, I know we're going to at least change one. We already, me and uh, my uh, football operations guy, uh, Nick Firestone, we've already decided on our other book, which we won't announce right now. I'll wait until week eight. 
uh, when all playbooks are changed, if they're going to be changed. Uh, but, yeah, we've already decided on one. It's just if we're going to keep one of the ones we're already using or if we're going to swap that all together. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Uh, also on offense, I felt like uh, we got blessed a lot. And knowing that we got blessed a lot, I think our offensive line held up pretty decently. Uh, I wanted to say that they looked atrocious just off of the frustration of when sacks happened to happen. But when I went back and actually reviewed the tape, uh, they played pretty well. Uh, it was just a matter of either getting the things being covered, getting the ball out. Again, the Diablos came with the great uh, game plan. So uh, it wasn't going to be easy on either side of the ball. Uh, another thing that we're going to continue to work on, I think one thing I can say is I feel like our, I feel like our line has been extremely solid. Uh, it's just putting them in the best situation to win. We're looking at the whole team collectively and it's just, how can we put those guys our line at their best? How can we put our running back behind them at his best? How can we put our receivers alongside of them at their best? And how can we make sure that our quarterback can keep all of this going and not lose a step? So that's what we'll be working on. We'll be doing a lot of film study. Uh, me and Nick will be doing a lot of film study. Uh, him more so towards uh, game planning. Uh, me more so towards... Well, him more so game planning the opponents, me so much game planning us, uh, what we need to do to get things rolling off the ground. All right. So, again, good game to Forbes. Uh, we will see you again in the playoffs. Uh, and we definitely, uh, we, we definitely expect to be fighting you uh, at 100%. Uh, people and the right position. I know things happen in the RFL and uh, we may not have certain people at a certain time, but just the way I had us set up, even if we don't have our best players and I set us up the way we need to be set up, it will be better than having Maddie set us up. And that's always going to bother me. That's always going to bother me. But even with that, I knew this would be a very, very competitive game. So I'm not mad at the loss. I'm mad about me just not putting our guys in the best position to really, really have a fighting chance, really, to have a fighting chance, all right? Uh, next, we'll be talking about our game against the Tigers coming this week. Uh, that's going to be kind of lengthy, and I am at work, so I'm going to run back inside and see if I can actually start this segment yet or if I should wait till I'm off. See, we've been kind of slow. Whenever I can get things started at work, uh, that means we've been kind of slow. So we'll see how things go. All right, so I'll check back in. All right, it's part two. Uh, I'm a little more hyped than I was when I started this. As you know, when I started this, I was at work. Uh, now I'm off work. Uh, I've been able to update my information on my RFL uh, news. My uh, switch to PS5. Uh, just getting some insight on my players and just seeing how things can progress. Uh, progress for the future and I'm really really hyped right now like I'm super hyped I'm trying to keep it contained just to keep the same energy that I had from the first part to this part that I'm doing right now but uh, I'm really really hyped right now I'm really really hyped uh, what I will say from what I've just learned over the last couple hours 
the only thing I'm going to say right now is Sean Dada. Sean Dada. I don't know if it's Day Day. I don't know if it's Dada. I'm saying Sean Dada. That's all I'm going to say. Because I think Sean Dada has the potential to be one of the best corners in this league. And I think he's only 23 right now. Uh, what we need to do now is work on how we're going to build him to be as successful as he can be and keep him inexpensive at the same time. But for our next couple of moves or how we want to do, uh, as as you may know, uh, Sean Dada, if you've been paying attention to the podcast, keeping up, Sean Dada is a player in which I took under my wing, meaning that uh, he is my Patreon player. And uh, as coaches, when you get a Patreon player, it's the same as with uh, players with their uh, reload bucks. Uh, you can raise certain areas of a player to a cap of uh, 85 is our cap. I think it's the same with the players. Uh, certain things are untouchable. Obviously, things that wouldn't improve uh, if you join the league, like physical attributes. A lot of physical attributes wouldn't really increase just because you join the NFL. You like you are who you are. But as far as the things, the the skills, the techniques, and things like that, you, those are still things that you can build. And just from the way I see that, we can continue to grow. Uh, Sean Dada under our wing. Uh, the potential for his success is there's no ceiling. There's no ceiling. I don't want to say unlimited, but I just want to say that there is no ceiling for what we see for him. As for right now, and especially with the play of Harmon Richardson in our last uh, contest against the Diablos, seeing what he can do out there, uh, seeing what he can do over these next couple of weeks, uh, definitely let me know how I want to round, off, uh, round out the end of our training with him like i know uh for the most part what we're gonna uh work on uh our last upgrade was his uh man coverage uh this week uh well not this week going into his next upgrade we're gonna again go uh with man coverage and then we'll top off his own coverage and then following that we're uh we'll top off we'll, we'll top off his press coverage uh that we know we're going to do uh then from there, we have at least one upgrade. I think we'll be a playoff team, and that would allow us uh, the second upgrade that we would get uh, during this during the playoffs. And also with us, I think we'll be a Relobo team. So hopefully that allows us one more upgrade for him going into uh, the next season for how we want to build uh, with him. Uh, there's certain things that I see uh, that I can work with I think one big key with the uh, the Patreon taking someone under your wing is focusing on areas that Madden will not focus on as frequently as other positions. Like obviously with a corner, you know that uh, coverage is going to be something that Madden focuses on. So it might be the little intangibles that you want to dive in, jump into things that you know won't take a big leap just from the way Madden moves and. The way uh, a person's career may go, the position you may have for them, and if they just had this, they could do that. So uh, looking at that, looking at those things, I think there's a lot of possibility for uh, what we could do. Sorry for the Discord message. Uh, I'm not, I want to respond to it, but I'm not. Actually, I'm going to do it just so there's not a repeat message. So I'm sorry for the... 
I'm sorry for the break. Hold on, let me type this in. Hopefully it doesn't uh, lead to a following message. Uh, we shall see. All right, we shall see. Uh, as you know, I don't know what it is. I only had a hotline when I, I swear I only have the hotline when I do the pod. Like when I'm not on the pod, my phone is Sahara Desert dry. As soon as I hop on the pod, everybody wants to talk to me. I don't know what it is. It's it's like when like when you don't have a girlfriend, it seems like no girls want you. As soon as you get a girl, well, and but you know how to go. But as soon as you get a girlfriend, you can just see the influx of how women start to approach you when they see that you with that with another girl. I don't know what it is. It's kind of that same effect when I get on this pod. As soon as I get on this pod. Everybody acts like they want to talk to me, all right? But anyway, on to uh, the meat and potatoes, I guess you would say. Uh, personally, I'm going to say the shrimp and grits because that's probably my favorite thing to eat for real, shrimp and grits. I love shrimp and grits. I'm a country boy, so I love shrimp and grits, all right? But anyway, getting to the bulk of uh, this segment, this part, uh, I already did part one earlier. Uh, going into this this p- part of the podcast, we're going to be talking about our, our game uh, preview for the Chicago Tigers. Uh, we will be finally hosting the Chicago Tigers. We will play them our two previous times in Chicago. So this time we will be hosting uh, the Chicago Tigers. I think this is also our first home game of the season, at least RFL-wise. So that's also going to be great. Hopefully we can get some good home momentum that help bounce us back from the loss we just took from uh, the Diablos, which, again, I'm still kind of upset about. But it's a new week now, so it is what it is. Got to move on. All right. So uh, looking back on our previous match, our previous matches, previous games with the Chicago Tigers, we went about it uh, different ways. Uh, in our preseason match, we went more pressure, but we also went more pressure because we knew we wouldn't be playing a large majority of our starters. would not be playing at all. All right, so because of that, we went pressure to kind of give those younger guys an edge. All right, uh... It was very, very effective as we thought it would be just from the way we feel about our front seven matched up against their uh, offensive line and the guys they would have in the, in the backfield blocking. Uh, we felt like we could get consistent pressure, uh, especially with us disguising our blitzes in that first game. Uh, especially with our younger guys, it was good to see how they would hold up against uh, starters in this league. Now, I know most guys wouldn't really equate the Tigers as one of the top teams in this league, but as you've seen consistently week to week, except for when they play us, that they have no problem putting up points and they have no problem stopping you from putting up points. And if you come out here and play these Tigers like they're not a real team, they're going to eat you alive. And really, I can't wait to see other teams fall victim to that. Uh, I definitely feel like the NRC North is the strongest division, and we only have two coaches, and even with us only having two coaches, I still feel like we're the strongest division. Uh, The other division that gives us competition is the NRC South. Uh, Most would say the NRC South because they have have, – 
Diablo, the Diablos, who are a higher overall team and successful this year, they just beat us. Uh, they also have the the Marshall slash Wizards this year, who have a history in the RFL of being a top tier team that uh, really could compete and knock out the other top tier teams that are highly touted in this league. I, that was the word touted, highly highly touted in this league. Uh, Next, you have the Desperados who have come in and have clearly shown they are no disrespect to the Thunderbirds at all, but I feel like the the Desperados have come out and really shown that as a CPU team, they may be the strongest. Uh, I can't wait to see the match between the Thunderbirds and the Desperados because with, uh, you know, how... There's always one division plays another division. The division the North got was the South, so we'll definitely get to see these two teams, uh, these two divisions competing against each other. Right now, the Diablos have the leg up. Uh, I'm just going to say the Diablos have the leg up. We will, we will definitely have to review that later on in the season. Not only from my perspective, but I'm sure the explorers would like to review that as well. But uh, it is what it is. Um, when we go into the other teams, the Desperados, uh, we also, oh, let me not forget the Lancers, the Brooklyn Lancers, as some like to call them. But uh, the Oklahoma City Lancers are another team that uh, you cannot sleep on. I think they won this division last year, honestly, and ended up being the number, I think they were the number one seed in the. Uh, NRC last year, if not the number one seed, maybe number two. I don't know. I feel like they, they – I knew they made the playoffs. I know they was high ranked. Uh, I'm pretty sure they won their division. So uh, that's another team that you can't sleep on despite what uh, may be going on right now. Uh, Noah is another coach that I really rock with. So I know you really can't sleep on that team. And I also can't wait to see us battle go head-to-head. But that's later in the season and we'll worry about that then. All right, so uh, this is a very tough division, and I will be honest, I can't wait to see how they fare against the Tigers. Like, I can't wait to see how a lot of teams fare against the Tigers, but I can't wait to see how they fare against the Tigers. All right, so now with the, with the Tigers being a CPU team, and as I stated earlier, because we play the Tigers as a CPU, and we also play we play the Thunderbirds twice as a CPU, uh, we play the Desperados as a CPU. All right? Like, because of that, I feel like I can give a more in-depth review of what we are planning to do. And then on the podcast following that, I can give us a very in-depth view of how that worked. All right. So with that being said, we're going to talk about the Tigers being a CPU and how we plan to attack them. All right. We talked about week one, how we went blitz heavy with uh, the backups now. Or not week one, week three of the preseason. All right. And that was our week one to us because we played them three times. All right. Now. Our week two game, which uh, actually I think is actually a week two game of the season, our first RFL game. We played the Tigers in our first game, and in that game we went the total opposite of how we went in that game, in our first preseason game. Uh, one, because we wanted to go against the CPU. Uh, Madden 
give you may give Madden Logic a lot of slack for how they move in certain situations, but I have noticed that when you play CPU against the Madden CPU, they seem to conveniently scheme against exactly what you were trying to do. So because we had uh, a history, I guess you would say, when you look at the percentages of being a blitz-heavy team, we tried to go non-blitz-heavy. Uh, in that scheme, they just it really just turned out that they plan for us to not go blitz heavy, whatever we scheme for, they're gonna go for. So, with that being said, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna do what we do. Uh, we're gonna do what we do, especially coming off the performance we just had, uh, not having any sacks. We gotta not only get these sacks, but make up for the sacks we didn't get last week. So we're coming. A lot. So just get ready for that. Uh, we're going for twenty. I know that's probably outlandish but not to me so we're going for 20 sacks this game uh that is our goal uh close to it somewhere near if we surpass it even better but we're going for 20 we're coming every play like we're going for 20 uh the tigers can know the league can know i don't care who knows we're coming for these tigers this week like we like we gonna get 20 sacks all right we did it with our backups. It was highly successful. What we did against them in the second game, going more coverage was successful too. But just for one, the anger that I feel for last week, and two, I feel the best way to approach uh, uh, the line that I feel like we can compete with a lot more in consideration to the alliance we'll play against this league and the youth of the quarterback that we have and the way that he's continued to perform under pressure, we are coming. You haven't seen pressure until you see what we're about to do next week. All right? So, we are coming. All right? We are coming. Now, on offense, uh, we're taking a, a totally different approach. Uh, last game we played them on offense, our goal was to run it in their face, run them in the ground, run it, run it, run it, run it, run it. Uh, this week, we are going to launch that joint. At our goal this week is to launch that joint. Uh, I... Madden-wise, I'm not even mad because I understand if I was a receiver, I would be frustrated too. Our passing game has been very lackluster, so uh, we're going to take the means needed to improve our pass game by going with a pass-heavy approach. Uh, we know we're coming out with pass. Uh, we've done some research, something that I felt already. Uh, one thing about having a guy, uh, one of the reasons why I hired uh, – my guy Nick Firestorm is because uh, we have a very, very similar thought process when it comes to how we should attack and defend ourselves. You know, you know what I'm saying? And with that, I like to kind of run things through him to make sure what I'm thinking isn't tripping or isn't wild. Like, I'm not wild and like, okay, that second opinion is always good. Like, they may say, yeah, you, you have a compound fracture right here, but you may feel like it's just a sprain, so you want to go see that second opinion, that second doctor, and see if he backs up what the other doctor was saying. So, Nick, it's like my second opinion, and I really, really rock with the approach that he had. Uh, the first game and this game that we had uh, coming up, uh, or that we have coming up this week, uh, him from just his analysis of how he wanted or how he's what he's seen be most successful against this team uh, is exactly a way that I've been itching to kind of perform. So we're going to go run and shoot. 
I'll put it out there now. We're going to go run and shoot. Uh, I know the Tigers like to play a lot of man coverage. I know the Tigers, and with the cornerbacks that they have, I do not blame them for for loving to play that. All right, so with that being said, with the caliber of receivers that we have, uh, we are going to do our best to put them in positions to be successful. And we feel like... Uh, our game plan is uh, going to be the switch route uh, to definitely attack that man coverage. And that's definitely a big staple of the run and shoot and something that with our playbook uh, has we have found to be very successful in practice. And we would like to see how that transfers uh, onto uh, the five. Now, to be honest, uh, I really think that we will be changing away from our Ravens playbook just to better fit the scheme of our offense. Uh, I think there will be very, very, there will be very many principles of this offense uh, that we will continue to use as we progress into our future playbooks. Uh, I, to which I, I think are both decided. I will be running a few tests. Uh, hopefully this week while I have the opportunity to play a CPU team that I can kind of get a feel for how I think my guys will look in this book. Now, I know things transfer from the 4 to the 5 as far as gameplay entirely different, but just from what I've seen so far and how things have been uh, moving, I like, I really like what I've seen. And uh, this week could definitely be a big test on uh, how we on uh, how we proceed moving forward because uh, honestly I feel that even if the shoot part of what we're trying to do isn't as successful as we would like it to be and uh, we think it will be successful but even if the shoot part isn't as successful the run part would do what it needs to do I feel like with the guy like Superman with the guy like the man is still with the guy like Kenny still in the backfield uh, we can always get the ball moving on the ground uh, as long as I do what I need to do to put our depth chart in order and make sure we're not out here struggling, looking wild, I think we'll also be in a, a good position to get it done. Uh, even though people are going to say this is just the Tigers, uh, don't nobody say this is just the Explorers. And again, the Tigers found a way to be successful against the Explorers. And the Tigers won when they beat the Crus or when they played the Crusaders. All right, and I'm waiting for the Tigers to play their next RFL coach, and I'm looking for them to go in there and do what the Tigers do, and see y'all sleeping on what they do. I might I might have gave away some sauce on what they like to do, and we'll see how you guys can use that to to your advantage. But the Tigers are a team that I really really looked at one because they're in my division. And two, uh, they had a coach in Relabi, and he was a guy that I really, really rocked with. So uh, seeing how he was moving, I kind of have a different understanding for this team than other teams may than other teams may have. All right, and you kind of see that against the Explorers. Uh, I feel like you can't just look at this team like how we used to look at teams like this in the past, like the Monarchs, where you can just go out there and. This is a practice week or how when the Huskies sat their starters and Keith Guyton versus the Pioneers, like you can't really look at the Tigers like that. You have to look at them like they don't have a coach, but you know what I'm saying? That's how you have to look at them. They don't have a coach, but if you wildin', if you sleep, they're going to eat you up. All right, and we're coming to it like that. Uh, we're going to approach everybody like that anyway, but 
just because the Tigers are the Tigers don't mean anything. Uh, hopefully, we can come out here and have another dominant performance against them as we did before. I'm really mad we just gave up 38 points, so I don't really expect us to give up 38 points collectively over the next four to five weeks like one because of who we are and two because of the extra animosity and anger i kind of feel behind it i kind of want to put some extra sauce on some stuff like i really want to stop people but we'll see how that goes all right so run and shoot on offense uh we want to get our receivers active we want to uh not have them upset uh not drop any more morale we're we're, we're going to get it popping we're going to get it going and as the season progresses, we'll see how that goes when we make uh, a few swaps uh, offensively. All right, now, defensively, if you didn't know, as I kind of stated, we're coming. Blitz. Uh, what we did week one uh, or week three of the preseason, uh, we're doing again. Uh, but this time with our starters, this time in the best position, this time with anger coming off of the last week, uh, we are coming. Every play, get ready for that. That'll probably be the message, the model going into a lot of these next games coming up just because I feel some type of way. Uh, I'm not going to put us in a situation to where we're not at our best, but I still am working very, very hard because I, I really, really, really feel some type of way about some of the things that have happened. All right, so expect a lot of uh, a blitzing. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm going to go man or zone yet. Uh, that would be determined by how I'm feeling later on in the week. Actually, I really do know. I'm just not going to tell you when I'm going to do. Uh, you just have to see how we do it. Uh, the the football, what's the word, aficionados will see. You feel me? And the fans, I don't know if they will. Maybe they won't. Uh, hopefully, we continue to put ourselves in the best position. Uh, there's certain things that I'm looking at going forward that, uh, I'm kind of testing. I really, really, I, like I said, I really, really like our defensive books, and I feel like I can work with both of them. I'm looking for a chance to bounce back with the other book that we use as far as being uh, a Rams. Uh, we used the Rams against the uh, against the uh, Diablos. Uh, this week we're going to go back to Blitzburg. Uh, of course, we're using Ravens. That's our number one book right now. We do have... Uh, the Raiders and the in the tuck, but right now we're going to Ravens. We'll see how it goes. Ravens run and shoot. I expect to see some. Uh, hopefully, we can bring back some bomb squad. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to going back, especially later down into the season. Uh, we've really been slacking on our bomb squad, and uh, I'm ready to bring that back for real. I've been trying to game plan like different ways around it, but like. I watched that for or I read that Forbes uh, press conference in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, get in the Discord. Uh, I read that Forbes uh, interview on the Discord uh, press conference, and he was just saying like, "We just going to play Diablo football." And that's when I just sit back and think about us playing Barons football. We gonna play Barons football on, on, on defense, but it just seems like on offense, I'm an extra scheming, extra doing these things to try to make things work. And it's just kind of coming down to the, you know what? We just going to play our game. We just need to play our game. Like, I know situationally certain teams we have to change, but other teams we can just come out and play, play, do what we do. We just going to come out and do what we do. And I think in the second half of the season you're going to see a lot more of that. Uh, 
Bomb Squad, man. Bomb Squad. We're, we're trying to revive the Bomb Squad. <clears throat> Sorry about that. And we want to try to still do it in a way where we're not hurting Kenny. You know what I'm saying? And we still want to keep the re-option in there, too. So those will be the things over the next couple of weeks that we'll be looking to keep rolling, keep going. We'll see. All right. We shall see. All right. Uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Uh, I don't want to say short and sweet, but not too bad. Not too bad. All right. As always, as always, uh, protect the crown. Earn your stripes. Gorilla gang. And then hopefully this week going in, or we're we going to be in Brooklyn. So we're going to home crowd in the, in the gorilla cage. All right, fighting, fighting with the, fighting with these monsters, with these animals. You're not ready for us. All right, hopefully the bomb squad makes an appearance this week. Uh, that is our, that that is our goal. All right, I'll put that out there now. I I want to see the bomb squad make appearance, make an appearance this week. I want to have more passing touchdowns than rushing touchdowns this week. All right. That's what I want to do. Now, I understand in the red zone, if the, if the option is there, Brent, you do that. And get get them points. We want all seven. We want all seven, eight if we behind. You know what I'm saying? But if the we we really want to stretch the field this week, uh, go against that uh, man coverage, see what kind of openings we can get. Even if it's a little bit of zone coverage, man, I just feel like we can get our guys. We can get Amari. We we have big play guys from Amari to Bain, even training. Like we have big play guys out here that we need to get active, and that's our goal for this week. All right. So that being said, go Barons. All right, and I can't wait to see you Monday night, six p.m. We're the first game. All right, beat the we're the first game. All right, we're gonna set the night off. Set the night off right. All right, I was going to say the headliner, but it's the Barons. we always the headliner. So it is what it is. We can play on Saturday. we still the headliner. All right, so see you there Monday night, YouTube, uh, Smitty on the mic, Smitty on the mic. So you know it's going to be a good call. All right, you know it's going to be a good call. I don't shade the mix because that's a good call too, definitely a good call too. But you just know it's going to be a game, and I know – if things ain't going well, Smitty gonna let us have it. All right. Uh, this is coming out on Wednesday, so uh, make sure you tune in for the podcast tonight. Uh, hopefully, the podcasters get listen to this before they make their review. But I know their review is gonna be their review, and we're all ears. Uh, we're definitely listening. All right. So uh, you know the slogans. You know the slogans. All right. Protect the crown. Earn your stripes. Gorilla Gang. Bomb Squad. Most importantly. Go Barons!